particularly let celebrities on here? Yeah. Only the all-stars, man. You're one of them. <laughs> Some of the, I'm the post-celebrity the post celebrity letdown. <laughs> the washed-up child I'm like, star? I'm like the guy that's on the, like, the third page after the two pages of people you know, and then they put in someone like on the third page, like, this person used to know that person was a camera. <laughs> the desperate camera guy in the corner <laughs> with a leather jacket yeah. and smoke. Hey, I'm just a... I'm just a your basic grip that happens to know Brad Pitt and Angelina. Yeah, no biggie. It's all, it's no biggie. Sometimes I have lunch with them. Yeah. Brian, Are you recording let's do it. right now? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Um, the, the, the neg- one of the negative things about doing the podcast is that um, I'll, like, if, if, if I'm hanging out with the person before we start recording... We'll be talking, and it's, like, really hard for me to be in the moment. Like, Brian and I just played squash downstairs, and we got into a really interesting conversation, and I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't enjoy it because I just kept thinking, fuck, we should be, we should be recording this. This should be in the podcast. And um, you touched upon something that I've always kind of thought about but never articulated the way you did. We were talking about how certain people in Vancouver are super, super good at park skating. Mm. and pe- people like us are a little bit more inclined to like go skate like smaller stuff like weird street objects actually I started to, sorry to just run my voice but I I went skating like I'm jumping around to like do it stories all at yeah, once don't, don't but I went I went skating a couple weeks ago with a bunch of skaters in Vancouver I was really excited to go skating it was a beautiful day really warm one of those freak winter Saturdays where it's sunny and like plus 10 really excited to skate and then everyone is going to the skate park and I'm like cool so we go out to this new pet pit meadows skate park and it's so packed with skateboarders and it's a really tight skate park like not a lot of room and I just couldn't enjoy myself and I, I just kept wondering why would people choose to go here when there's all this wide open space and different like places where you can skate where you don't have to like worry about running into like it was packed with scooter kids and bike kids and skateboarders like it wasn't fun it was not fun at all I'd rather skate a shitty street spot that's empty than a super crowded skate park I tried my hardest to get into it but I couldn't but then we started talking about how people like Josh and Leon are just so good at at skate parks. It doesn't matter, and it's it doesn't matter that it's winter, and it doesn't matter that they're not skating very much. They'll just kill big objects really easily, really naturally. Yeah, we were but, talking about how quarter pipes and stuff are uh, similar to to math equations. Yeah, like you get it right or you get it wrong. There's not there's not too much up for interpretation on something like that. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Th- there's more of a method where you, how you need to do it a certain way. It's more scientific. It's more athletic. It's like you need to follow a certain formula to do a 540 out of a quarter pipe hmm. and land it. There's not a lot of freedom that you have, whereas it basically if you're just on flat ground or on, a small, on small objects, you can be a lot more free with your body mm-hmm. um, and not be so controlled by big objects. Yeah. Um, it's funny, uh, we, we talked about how, um, how 
Well, I think I mentioned that the movement specifically in Vancouver, probably probably across British Columbia in some respects, but uh, I would say with our, like our friends is to to go to skate parks. When we meet up now, it's going to skate parks. Um, I even I think I read briefly um, in that Dustin Latimer interview you guys had on the website that uh, he likes to just go to a skate park now because it's flowy and and it always sounds really good whenever I hear people refer to it um, like all the objects are there for you it's a it's a it's a park built to, for what you do which is yeah. a pretty obscure thing um, but when I actually think about like where our scene has gone and how most people go to meet up at a park and we'll all be there and there'll be all these kids there and that's great and everything and people are doing all like different grinds and some of the stuff's a little bit more creative and some of it's not. Um, it reminds me a lot of how I don't think any time in my 16 years of skating have I ever really been that guy. And now these days, I since I don't have as much time to skate, I think I I noticed that I'm it's sort of like trying to shove a square through a like a square peg through a round hole for me. Like, we'll, I'll go out to a park and it I already it's not that I can't do anything there, but I already know that it's it's not really me or it's not what inspires me or anything. It doesn't I know that I can get a lot of the park right or wrong and that there's a bunch of other people doing it better already and sort of accomplishing more there. And and I know it's funny because all this stuff really comes down to how much fun you're having on things, so it doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, that is really all that matters But how you're experiencing it. It's much like when we were playing squash and I wanted to keep score even though you didn't care, right? I There is an element of, of being competitive and wanting to do well for me. Yeah. And um, maybe it just comes down more to the fact that I think I when I really look at what I've enjoyed and what what's inspired me throughout skating um for the whole time I've been skating has always been being at weird street spots or even you know even basic sort of street spots and finding something that people didn't see or moving in a way that people didn't see or like you know um creating originality out of something that that wasn't really there before yeah and i think that at a park you can but it, it it comes a lot back to um that thing i said to joey a long time ago about how parks sort of do the tricks for you yeah um and that does it like a lot of what i'm saying here does sound like a cop out to not being very good at traditional skating and or park skating um but i I think sometimes for someone like myself, I'm only as good as how inspired I am to be with things. Yeah. And um, and if I'm not going to be getting uh, a launch out of a quarter pipe, that you know is is sort of the hot shit to do now, then it's I, I'm sort of going to constantly be judging what myself against where I feel like I should be or how I want to incorporate incorporate myself into this this place that's been built for us. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be compromising like a very large part of myself and what makes me possibly interesting or what I enjoy about my own skating to, to fit into like the box of the park, yeah. you know? So do you think it's, cause 
do you think it's easier to break free of the the group mind like do you think it's easier to be creative on your skates when it's like an empty park or it's maybe just you and like a couple other people yes because the best the best park sessions i've had is when they're empty when it's just me and a few people it seems like when it's really crowded like sometimes i can get really into it if i'm feeling really confident and Mm -hmm. i've been skating a lot and i'm skating really well and uh, sometimes i can really excel in that but usually it just it when it's really busy it's hard for me to to think creatively and to really think of it as an individual and you end up there's so much culture at a skate park there's so many logos on hats and kids with a really narrow view of things and there's so many people and and even the flow of things you can't you can't do whatever you want because there's so many people you can't get in people's way you have to go where the where there's a flow you, you, you literally you literally have to swim with the fish. Like yeah. you can't just do whatever you want. You're confined to the paths of flow or else you're just going to get in people's way or you're going to run into people. You know, it's it like I'm just over it. I just don't want to go to super crowded parks with a bunch of really loud skateboards hitting the ground and tons of kids and I can't just like skate around when there's a massive city full of empty space. I just yeah. don't understand. Like, people people down here always choose to go to the, the packed skate park. Yeah. And yeah. I don't understand why you would, you know, I'm in this wide open space. I'm going to go over here where there's just tons of people packed in a little condensed area. I mean, it is... I love skating parks. But I'll do it early in the morning. I'll do... I'll go to a... I'd rather go to a shitty park that's uh-huh. dead than... Everyone wants to go to the hot park... Yeah. And it's not that fun. It's so packed. Yeah. You made a good point earlier when you said, when you were speaking about even small things, about going somewhere busy or a park, or even if a park's full of rollerbladers. Yeah. There's just something about so much noise and craziness. And, uh, and having, for me, it's always been having to watch what I'm doing when I finish doing it or... Like I can't, I feel like I can't make something the way I want it to look half the time because I'm worried if I'm going to bash into someone or, you know, or, or the line of, of, of where I'm about to go or wh- whether I'm just going to hit into a ledge that's been placed somewhere out of the blue. Like, yeah. you, I, I think it goes unnoticed how completely um, centered you need to be when you skate in order to do well at it. Centered like, like psychologically. Yeah, um, there was this really good quote. Uh, well, it wasn't. It was sort of just a, it encompassed a lot of, you know, a, I thought a lot of the truth with um, with skating uh, back in. I think it was VG twenty when like Chris the Chris Haffey profile, um, the original one where he said something about uh, shit. I'm name dropping people that were basically on the podcast recently, but it reminds me when he has, he goes to do this front side across this big rail that's sort of above the um, above the sidewalk and he's front siding in and he jumps off at the end I think might have even been in black and white and he says um, he says something about I like you try something and try something you try something and you just get in this place where you're just so juiced on something that like you're going to do it or whatever like you have to do it because you're just so juiced on it and it I mean it was sort of a way of saying like you really have to be kind of at one with what you're doing and what you're thinking to to make 
skating enjoyable and like yeah. really make it what you want. I've found at least every time yeah. that I've been good at it or you know or I've enjoyed it in the past, it's because it's like you've made an agreement with yourself inside that you're gonna do well at this yeah. and that you're really good at this and that you know how to do it and you have some like it sounds moderately pretentious but it's almost like you feel like you have something worth contributing or saying in this medium like what i'm doing is is not just what everyone else is doing like you know pay attention to that or i'm i look like i'm you know separated from the, the group or whatever yeah um and i think there's probably a lot of power in that and uh and when you're at a park, I think it, that tends to get watered down for, for unless you're really like the hot shit at the park. Because for me, it's like there's a lot of noise and craziness and things to watch out for. And I'm not even close to centered. I'm, I'm in stupid mode where I'm just laughing at how much I'm falling or something, you know? Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's all about the experience. It's like not everyone might feel the same way, but you know for me just loud parks just kill my vibe kill my love for what i'm doing i they can kill my love for what i'm doing and and it's just frustrating that everyone would choose to go do that and i often wonder like am i if like do other people other people must feel that same way but everyone is choosing to go to that place that's the noisiest place in the city well you're They're quite going a bit to, different but I don't think I'm that... I, I'm sure other people would share that same mentality. Mm. I'm sure other people, like... Maybe. How many people do you see that are skating all that similar to you? There's maybe two. Two or three. That are really in line with where you are going with things. There's not. There's not too many. There is a lot of people that are get ready for things with a, like an alley top sole or, you know, whatever. Man, that's maybe me, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but there's enough people that don't probably don't frame skating the same as you do. So you're going to view the, the competition space of a park or whatever with sort of this level of, like, that when it's packed with this level of disdain that's, it's, that is... You know, to to quote two podcasts ago, and what you just said right there is swimming with the fish. And when it's when there's something that's always been inherent about skating, uh, and and interesting skating is like going against the grain. You know, yeah. So I mean, against the current. And it can be very exciting to go against the current in that atmosphere if you're really on point and you're really comfortable. And if you've had experience at that park, mm-hmm. I find that it's easier to do because there isn't. It's harder to discover the the parts of the park that you can excel on while it's busy. Yeah. Let's say you've ha- skated a, a park a lot, and this is very true for me. If, if I've skated a park a lot, and then I go to the park and it's really busy, I can excel because I'm comfortable in that place already. Yeah. So I, it's easier for me to just do the things I know I can do and really get into that flow yeah. and then expand on that. There's something kind of depressing about what you said right there when you said, do the things that I know I can do. Like, every time something in skating refers to um, 
like routine or practice, it almost makes me a little makes me feel a little like disenchanted with it. But I think I think th- through that comfort, yeah. you can get to a place where you can think I think and do new new things. Yeah. Like you find the flow through doing like a bunch of stuff that that you're comfortable doing and then you can slowly expand on that. Right. For me, it's like if I can't start from that sort of comfortable place, mm. I'm not mm-hmm. going to just jump to doing things that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm not I'm not that type of skater. I don't want to fall. So I won't do that. I I try not to fall when I'm skating, which also has been described as a bad quality. And yeah, it does hold me back a lot because I don't do things I think I'm going to fall doing, but that's, that's just the way I skate. And, and and I I think I, it's a huge revelation. Not about that. You know about yourself. You've always known that, but like, that's, that's a big deal about skating. I don't like to fall. I don't fall very often. Yeah. But I don't, I don't. But I still think I push my skating in a certain way when when it's good, when I like when it's happening. Like I feel like I don't need to break my body to to do the shit that I. Want. What do you what what feelings do you connect to falling that makes it seem like something you vocalize as, as I don't want to do that. Well, I just I when I fall I get injured. Like, I just, I don't just fall. Like, I'm not like Dallas Kurtz, yeah. where I can just fall really bad, and it's, like, no big deal. Yeah. When I fall, I, like, break bones, and I tear knees, and I can't skate for, like, a year. Yeah, I'm That's just like that. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. I want to keep, like, I don't think it's worth not being able to skate, mm. to skate harder. I would mm. rather, and I still fall. I do fall. And I still get hurt, but I try to be more calculated. I don't want to fall. There's that really good quote that I probably said on the podcast before from Billy O'Neill that said, if you're not falling during skating and you're skating really slow and skating really scared, deciding along these lines, he's yeah. like, you're not doing it right. Yeah, Brandon Campbell said that too. He said, if you're not falling, then you're not, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. I saw it. And, and I, don't agree, with, Campbell I don't agree with that. That guy's... That guy's just fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that <laughs> that shit. that mentality. Look where it got him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, like he's brand. He's and he probably still does skate, and mm. he's got really nice tattoos, and he can cut hair like a motherfucker. But I'm still skating. Like I might be a pussy. I'm more calculated, but I'm 29 years old, and I'm still skating in a place where I feel really good about it, and like. You can't use that I'm still at the top though. of my game. Like, despite being a bitch and despite being calculated, mm. I can still do better stuff than I could when I didn't mind falling and I was falling all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, well, how do you classify better? More control, more creative, more stylish, more exciting. More control, eh? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Then, then, then like, then, then when... Well, I'm I'm saying that connects with you, like being in control of of your your skates and everything. Is that like a big thing for you about being better at rollerblading? Um, like being do you think... comfortable on your skates, being okay. comfortable with the movements. There's a certain like because I connect some people that I think you've mentioned that you don't like as much with control. Like I think I can think Stockwell when I think control. I, um, when I think of uncontrolled, uh, you know, out of control, I think of, like, 
Dominic Sagone or something. Like, really, hmm. like, haphazard leg movement and stuff. Like, yeah. like not, not, uh, un- not unskillful, but just, um, like, wild. Sort of like, uh, sort I think, of I like think you can still be... Shima, a little bit. Right. I think you can still be really wild and still in control. Like, I... Sure. When my skating is good, like, when, like, I would classify some, a lot of the stuff I do as wild in terms of body position. Yeah. At least that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it as wild as I can in, in my body movement, but still in, in control. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe that's not even like an aesthetic thing. That's just the experience of doing the tricks is more pleasurable when you're in control to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think maybe I'm harping on something that doesn't need to be harped on there a little bit. Like, I, I now that I think I about it, I connect with that. Even when I'm doing something that I consider different or interesting, if I didn't, if I controlled it and understood that I I got what I wanted out of it, it, it has a different feel than to when I don't. Yeah, I guess yeah, and I'm not even saying that that you're 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 controlling it in a way that you're you're controlling what you're doing. Mm. What am I trying to say? Like you're not you're not you're not controlling the whole movement perfectly because mm-hmm. um, there is something to be said about accidents and improv and yeah, mistakes but but you can you can you can still have accidents and 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 do that with a sense of control it's just being comfortable on your skates yeah and, and yeah, with I your agree. body I agree. and and being open to the unexpected there's a certain way that you can you can be open to the unexpected, but still have control. Like, like I don't. I, I guess the word control. There's a lot of people that really control their bodies in a really boring way. Like they control it in a very perfect perfection. I'm not talking about perfection. Hmm. Things can be very rough, and and quote unquote sloppy or freestyle, but still control. Right. Like Dustin Latimer comes to mind. The way his movements are very free very loose and yeah and not perfect but he's in he's in control yeah with a very he's in loose control yeah um speaking of him and what he uh, what he said in this interview um there uh, and what you said a few minutes ago actually when uh, i read this little a bit that he said there about um, you asked what's next for skating where can we go and this and that and you were sort of or someone asked Joey I guess okay and he had like these answers that um, were almost interchangeable to like each place that that um, Joey asked him stuff like some of the stuff he said could have been pushed into a different area and then some of the other stuff could have been brought down like what, Um, what are you talking about specifically like he referenced a lot of um, movement and creativity and uh, and uh, discovery and where what your body can do and what uh, was, not limiting yourself and like it a was, lot of a lot of his answers were very poetic, very very poetic. very open ended. Yes, very open. Fe- like they were the opposite of what I've been like told recently to be very specific when you're telling people like when you're giving answers to things, you should be very specific to stuff, right? I don't say, I'm not saying I do that well, but... But that, um, that, yeah, that is kind of the social condition. Yeah. Be clear with what you're saying. Give me a solid response. 
but sorry, but no, through no, no. that through that way of like it's limiting yourself. It's limiting your thoughts. It's saying I should only discuss things that I can articulate perfectly. There's so many things yeah. that we can't articulate perfectly. Should we not talk about those things? Well, we should. No, we should. We should. We even if it's poetic and open ended, and it could even be fluff. But like through that comes so much discovery. Talking you know, for the fucking sake of around, talking. fucking around. It's like yeah. it's like that's what like mushroom biting is. It's kind of like you fuck around with different stuff, and then there's discovery there. Yeah, we, we can do that with our with our words and like with the way that we converse, and yep. then through that we'll discover things that you wouldn't if you were like very concerned about only saying. <coughs> clear it, 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 it um what he was saying um and a little bit about what you were saying um regarding being at a skate park and uh and these things bothering you about you know the, a lot of people being around and stuff um makes me wonder whether we have been skating for a very long time and in in that time have we found are we like prisoners inside a cell? Like, have we found things to just talk about? Yeah, well, it's like, it's you know, almost like, like, it's unnatural that we still skate. It's unnatural yeah. that an, an adult would still go do these things. Or yeah. it's not, I shouldn't say unnatural, it's, 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 it's very weird and, di- and different. And, and the fact that an adult mind can kind of talk about these things seriously, mm-hmm. it's new because rollbiters haven't always been this old. Like, back in the 90s, <laughs> there wasn't conversations like this. No. You wouldn't phil- phil- philosophize so deeply about, about this activity because you were 15. <laughs> yeah. you, didn't, you didn't think that deep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting that we're, we're as old as we are, and we still do this childish activity. Have and, things and we changed? Like, or have we just found things we to, have to talk changed. about? Oh, we have changed very much. Yeah. And... See, I always wonder that. Have, has skating has skating changed as much as we think it has, or has we have our perspectives on it just changed so much over time? Yeah, and we. I mean, we come around on that conversation a lot, but I. <laughs> I uh, maybe it's the only thing we talked about actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, I do find that interesting. Like, I. I guess I was inspired to to think about that because um, I just thought. These are really open-ended answers that Dustin Latimer is giving. Dustin Latimer is almost like my favorite rollerblader ever. And he's giving these really, like, they were very heavily spiritual and sort of, like, metaphysical and and um, and, and really, like, you know, um, in love with love and stuff, you know, and, yeah. and um, open to possibilities of where people can go and what you can do if you don't limit yourself all these things i think are really like interesting and cool and stuff and i wondered like i guess fuck what we're meant to do but is that like what we were meant to do with our rollerblades like what we're doing now is this like us stretching is it like us taking something that is not really like we weren't meant to, to take skating as it stands and then start you know creating like ridiculous videos where we're you know mono rolling uh, like doing heel rolls for the whole thing or creating sections out of accidents or something it's like i i almost wonder whether what it is 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 has now 
is still there, but then there's this element where it's like, we still do it and we still work the type of people that need to find things interesting about what we still do. So we, uh, we create something more than it is. It's like, you know, I don't know. I'm eating an ice cream cone and I'm going to flip it upside down and eat it from the, like the end. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you that the ice cream's still there when it's yeah. fallen on the ground, like halfway through me eating it. Well, just because yeah, it, just 100%. because, you know, just because I'm fucking changing what I'm saying to you now, it's like, it's still kind of what I'm doing, but it's also yeah. like, it's not the case anymore. Remind, yeah. I guess I'm rambling here, but I, I mean, and I'm sounding like a total fucking stoner I no, guess but I, I what I'm just saying is like I remember people saying like you're not doing a trick like you you if you have two skates you should be grinding them both you shouldn't be using one of them as like doing a wheelbarrow with one of your feet or like rolling the you know one of I think it was Dave Ortega that said that in like a box magazine interview yeah like when people were doing certain training wheels and shit he's like that, really that, they're not the right kind of grinds to do yeah but maybe I'm kind of wondering if we did take something that was that was static and and, and it and it should stay static and we've taken it and now we're like I I've just been doing this forever and I need to fucking make something different of this for me like I need it to be weird for my sake yeah, I need to find a, extra meaning in this because it's I it's need to find extra well, meaning okay. The term is hedonic adaptation. It's when you do anything for long enough, you want more out of it or you want to go do something else. It's in our nature. We get bored of things. We're yeah. always looking for the next thrill. Hedonic adaptation. Okay. So we've been doing, we've been rollerblading for 15, way too years. long, 20, 20 years. We've been yeah. doing the same activity, but it's, so it's natural to like want to find something new in it. Yeah. And it's also growing as a person and realizing that there are more possibilities in that, in that thing. Like, I think if, I think, is, this might be, okay, I think that if your attitude towards skating stays one-dimensional or stays the same for your whole career or whatever, you're going to get bored of it and you're going to stop doing it. Yeah, you've like you set talked, a timeline on it. You said well. Dave Ortega. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he still skates, but I don't, I don't think he does. Yeah. And I think attitudes like that result in people not skating anymore because it gets boring. Uh, just doing the same thing, what, for 20 years? You're just going to push the same things? Maybe. I mean, for some people, it, they might be so good that they can continue to grow down that path. Yeah. Like you look, like you look at people like Chris Haffey and, and Brosco and the people at the top. They can just do that same thing because... That same thing for them keeps growing. Their hedonic ad adaptation doesn't kick in because they're continually pushing their limits through that. But right. everyone can do that. Right. Me and you can't like l do a new trick on a handrail every day we go skating. Like yeah. that's just not in the cards. Right. So for us, we create we create new challenges that are attainable for us. Right. Because that like and that's the exciting thing about rollbiting is there is all these possibilities where. You can create your own challenges. You yeah. mentioned, are we meant to be doing this? Are we meant to be making weird videos? We're not meant to... There is no meaning. There is no... There is no, like, standard. Yeah. All that is just within the person's mind. Yeah. All the, like, oh, I need to do this. Like, you know when you, when you go to a skate park and there's always the one object that's 
it becomes the trophy object. There's that yeah. one big like quarter to a a ledge or something. Yeah. And you know, Josh is fucking alley oop fishing it, and yeah. Keith Mew is hitting like alley oop top horns, and and Taylor Ritchie is killing it, and that object becomes the trophy. Yeah. But absolute in an absolute way of looking at it, it doesn't. That's not the trophy. You can skate whatever you want, and it's all the same bullshit. But it be, it becomes an illusion in your head. Like the only meaning, the only goal is just an illusion. Like racquetball. We played racquetball today, and there's a clear goal to hit the ball against the wall between the red lines and try to make it so the other person doesn't hit it. Then you get a point. It's literal. It can be put into terms that are like, this is the goal. This is success in the, in the racquetball court. Mm-hmm. But when you put rollerblades on your feet... I wonder if it's a combination, though. I wonder if, um, if there is the the side of it where, yeah, you do need to constantly create something new out of something you're passionate about in order for it to stay um, meaningful to you. You yeah. know, as a human being, we don't want we. I think we're adverse to, to stagnant uh, to being too stagnant. You yeah. know, stagnation or whatever. Um, but maybe there's also an element where we take it too far to giving the the sport or the art or whatever the hell it is um, characteristics that it doesn't have like saying that it's doing something for me that maybe but it, if you can give it a characteristic then it has that characteristic but you can give anything a characteristic and then it has that characteristic you're just saying that's a, that that's a powerful thing of role saying, is you can't you can give rollerblading so many different characteristics you can you can make it so many different things. You can make it roller hockey. You can make it handrail skating. But you can maybe, make it quarter pipes. Maybe, you can make it cess slides. You can just focus on heel rolls. Yeah. There is so many different things that you can do with it, and there is no right answer. But this culture imposes a right answer. The right answer is to do tight like spins to grinds on ledges and, and rail tricks and big airs. There is a certain like standard that we all kind of follow, and we've even talked about it feeling like... Like like the pressure to... Yeah, yeah. the social pressure. But... Where, where does that come from? It comes from the... the... the blade... the blade god who's envious and jealous and, and hates it when, like, these little organisms fuck each other's asses like they just don't like he's just a tyrant right he's just Arr! you know um sometimes i i guess i wonder if all these characteristics that we give it though are just different words for happiness like when you speak about what it's doing for you like i, I heard a lot about I, I i guess i was walking down um deadman today and i it's really sunny out, and I had my headphones on, as always, and I was listening to you speak to, to Sean C., and it was one of the moments where you were, you know, you sort of interrupt him, and you said something along the lines of, um, of, it's amazing that, you know, we've never talked before. I am talking to you right now about skating. This is amazing that we, we have, like, nothing, you know, we've never had anything to do with each other, but we have this one thing in common, so it's, it it brings us together and we're able to like reveal things, certain things about ourselves and stuff. And I wonder how much, um, 
connection and idea of people are my brother and this and that has to come with like being happy like you know how when you you assign um feelings that sometimes aren't there when you're in love with someone when you say i am in love with this person i felt this way about that person i did this for that person because they were that or that this is that or whatever it's sort of like with skating it it produces such a level of happiness probably from endor endorphins and and it um it really sort of uh you know um soaks everything in this really like romantic sheen when you look back at every day that skating happened i mean it really connects to, to like sport and art and creativity and all these things that are really there but i think there's also like this tendency to to which isn't even bad but to take something that is maybe just as simple as what it really is and assign it like this godly presence because it just makes you fucking happy. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I guess my, my point isn't even really anything super solid, but it just, just reminds me of things like when, when there's like these big articles and editorials from people about... Um, about what it does for them and how they're different people because of this and how they stay away from X, Y, and Z or, you know, they wouldn't have met all their friends if they didn't do skating and then it goes even further to like, I just feel like, you know, is there anything else that I could do that would make me this happy? And it's, it's I think really we're just a bunch of uh, like man babies yeah. that d didn't, that like guys don't want to grow up typically and we're, what are fucking shtick is is like is sort of a counterculture thing that creates probably a certain level of ostracization from society and from that when you're in a smaller culture you um, cling on to other people that are similar right. in some ways yeah. and it's an immature culture hence us you know attacking our own often but yeah. it's also where it's like a, it creates like a almost a bipolar environment where you love everyone or you fucking hate a lot of yeah. shit about it, and uh, and it's a sport and like I said two seconds ago it's a sport, so it, it, you're always happier when you're exercising and when you feel like you're being productive and you're being good to your body, yeah, and it's and it's art which like stimulates a sense of. Um, of I thought of this, I was in control of this the whole time, and, and independence. Yeah. And I, I really think, like, it's funny, like, if you break it down, it's just, it's just sport, art, creativity, independence, and, like, elation. And just, yeah, and bundling all those things into one experience. Yeah. I, I, I haven't found anything else that gives me that all of the above, or can give me all of the above, yeah, and make me like it makes me feel so complete. But uh, like people are quick to really talk about how amazing role biting is. It does ha bring with it a lot of darkness and a lot of does a it? lot of um, limitation comes from it. And I've talked about that before. Like, the, what did you say um, that because Sorry, because it's such a different you're ostracized by society. People can't understand it. It's this weird thing. Um, it does force. Oh, like um, people to really only kind of socialize with people within that circle 
or, or make or, it feel like that the, they're the only person people that really understand. Or fe- yeah, but feel like an outsider. Yeah, I think anything, anything, and yeah, I grew up feeling like I was in this secret club and I was different from everyone. And yeah, I, and that's bad. Like feel like thinking that thinking that you're an outsider is always bad because you're not. That's an illusion. No one's an outsider. Everyone has, is into different things, but we're all human beings. We're all a part of this collective thing. And anything that makes you f- feel like you're separate from everything yeah. is bad. It is bad. Hmm. I'll say that with conviction. It, it only brings about misery, and it, it just makes you disconnected from people. And that's, there's nothing good about that. Like, I that's think a very ro- solid point. Yeah, and tomorrow I'll probably disagree with it. Yeah, but, it doesn't sound like something you would say. <laughs> but, like, I do think that is a, a really bad symptom of skating, and it doesn't need to be like that. And, and I think it, that's an immature way of... That's a, that's a symptom of an immature culture, and we are slowly growing out of that. We're, we're getting involved with other sports, <coughs> other, other cultures. This whole idea of separation between rollerblading and skateboarding and this conversation about how us and them and, and they do this like it's silly and it's immature and and we need to like go rollerblading with your skateboarding friend go rollerblading with a biker you know don't you know don't identify so much with rollerblading as a as a culture that you need to stay with your own kind and, and that kind of mentality yeah, because there is a lot of that, and it's so immature. It holds people back. It holds the sport back in general. It's held me back a lot in my life. Those two interviews you just had, the two podcasts with Sean C. and and Chris Haffey, they didn't have a lot in common. Like, there's one guy that's on top of the world, basically of the skate world, and is really positive, and he's like very, um, you know. Uh, very responsive right away to everything and, and seems um, completely uh, like humble by everything and, 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 and sort of, I guess, and like touched by a lot of, of positive aspects from this sport. And then there's someone else that's, um, that's definitely more like counterculture-ish, uh, clearly like wears his, probably like his heart and his feelings on his sleeve a lot and whether that's got him in like to... A good or bad place is debatable. Um, has a lot of interesting art to put out there, but also with that comes a lot of flaws and yeah. and and stuff. And they didn't, like I said, they didn't have a lot in common, but they did have one single thing that they both um, they both articulated differently. Obviously, um, was both the the feeling of like that that you just said two seconds ago about like um, needing to be uh, something. To, to someone like to people like what does our sport look like to others I right. I knew my I went in back and saw my friends in Colorado I think Sean said and they didn't know what was so great about skating like that's fucking crazy you know they don't know what I do and if people could only see it and I could make some money from it da, 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 right? like I know I mean I'm paraphrasing he said more yeah. shit and then Chris Haffey said it in a very uh like a little bit more sort of, I mean, he was a bit more concise, but he sort of said, um, well, you know, I worry like, you know, I, that I, someone's doing some tricks or representing our sport when I'm out on like tour at this Nitro Circus thing. And 
I'm finally getting some kind of respect for like what we do and I can see why you would care about that too like I mean it's natural to give a shit about what people think of you in life I'm not saying that's that's weak or anything right and and we're finally getting to that point and then somebody goes and fucks it up by like being you know silly or doing a stupid grab that's not in or being sponsored by people and being covered in too much protective gear or you know, or like not looking chill enough or whatever, uh, you know, and, and, and I am fucking concerned about what people think of this, like this sport I do. So there, like, there's a common tie there and it's, it, it, it is across, I think every single rollerblader in some way or yeah. another, whether it's something you care about, it's something you're aware of. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that we all are very insecure about rollerblading. Yeah, we're very defensive and uh, touchy. We're all like insecure girlfriends. <laughs> Rollerbladers are insecure girlfriends. Like, oh, what was that? What did you just say? Am I hungry? What do I look hungry? Are you saying I'm fat? We're very, like, we're very on, like, very insecure. Whether anyone wants to admit that or not, I'm insecure. Everyone who rollerblades is insecure. Um, and that's why they would care so much about how this thing is perceived. If we were totally confident, we wouldn't care. Whatever. Oh, someone doesn't like it. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. Like, like think about someone who plays baseball. Someone says, oh, I'm more into basketball. I don't really care for baseball. You think they're, they're going to give a shit? Really? Like, no, no they're not going to care they, I mean, they might. I mean, it's generalizing. But in, in general, I don't think... <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You like soccer? Cool. Yeah. I like playing baseball. I kind of think baseball is boring. Yeah. Lots of people think it's boring. I love it. I don't... Like, people don't take those sports as personally because they're like... They're, they've got so much history. They're established. They yes. don't need to stand up for it. Who, like, whatever. Someone doesn't like baseball. You know, they're, they're like, as a, as a culture, like, baseball is just beyond that. They're just mature. They've been around for so long. And I think in the future, in a hundred years, when rollerblading and skateboarding and all this shit is that old, like, rollerbladers won't be as touchy about it. Like, someone doesn't like it, oh, well, whatever. We're and what does that mean to you? Like, you express almost wanting to fast track it to that point. Like, um, why do we need to care about that go out with your bike friend go out with your skate friend skateboarder friend don't you know limit yourself what does right. that mean to you um why do you care about that why are you invested in that it doesn't is it because it sounds good or is it because it means something to you deep down yeah maybe i'm not that i'm not that connected to it i was just so it's because it sounded good um <laughs> okay i did have a point um but as soon as you reiterated it to me, I felt stupid about saying it. I also did ramble for like 20 minutes but and changed the subject a few times. I guess, like, what I'm saying, I guess, is like, I just, I just think that, uh, role betting just needs, uh, it, um, fuck, I don't know. What Maybe the word that you start, <laughs> that you, like, the, the word that you sort of segued almost was already wrong. Something needs something. Like, anytime yeah. I feel like... You know what I feel like rollerblading's like? Rollerblading is sort of like the... the um, like the crazy girlfriend. It's like the... And the traits of the crazy girlfriend, or whatever, is the... Um, is the over... The suffocating, overly needy, 
um, worried about what you're thinking, very self-conscious, um, you know, trying jealous, really hard, trying putting on a ton of makeup, hard. Yeah. wearing a really low-cut shirt, telling really, the world, yeah. I am so hot, I'm so yeah. hot. But were, were you looking at that other girl? What, yeah. what's, what's so great about her? Exactly. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can yeah. look at other people. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. She was pretty. She's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty, you know. She's all right. And then being passive-aggressive about, like, yeah. rollerblading that's, that's is really, 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 like, it, as much as we, because we try really hard to make it look like it's not like this, we're fucking really needy. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are. I'm not saying I'm, you know, not included in that, but... We're, 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 we seek we seek validation. Yeah, and that's natural. I mean, that's a human tendency that people like to be liked. People like that. People like them. People yeah, want to be recognized for the things they do. Of course, that's natural. But it's 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 very we're very um, extreme in that aspect of wanting validation. There I is because really it, it it isn't a validated thing by culture. People still don't take it seriously and maybe they shouldn't take it seriously yeah maybe people why it's not a serious thing yeah maybe it is a fucking joke maybe rollerblading is a silly joke it is a silly joke we're yeah it's like why take something we're like serious clowns and we're like clowns that are like why are you laughing yeah why are you laughing at the way i'm dressed (laughs) don't you know how tight clowns are why are you laughing at me it's kind of like how um, how big of a deal it is when a sports team, like a professional sports team, wins or loses. Like people are inf- heavily invested in that, and when they lose, it's like a whole, like the whole city last year in Vancouver when Vancouver won. Like even people that weren't that into hockey felt this extreme sense of um, of like embarrassment and sort of like this. Like, a lot of people. Like, I'm not saying you everyone. You mean when they won? Or when, when we lost the Stanley Cup, right. there was this sort of, like, dog bet- with his tail between his legs, sort yeah. of, like, you know, like, I just got beat up by, like, someone that shouldn't have beat me up. I don't want you to look at me right now, sort isn't of isn't that funny? They had nothing to do with the game. And they had nothing to do with it, but people took it personally. But also... We lost the game. We. It's a sport. Like, it is a fucking... It is... Yeah. It isn't serious. No. It's a bunch of, like, if you break it down, it's a bunch of dudes fucking on ice skates, like, pushing some rubber around a rink with some, like, aluminum or wooden, he- like, sticks. Yeah. I mean, and it's and we've broken down, like, how rollerblades really silly and stuff before, too, but it's it's akin to that. It's like, yeah, people um, are so attached to what they do because it's, it makes them happy, and, and to, let's be honest, being serious isn't fun. Serious sucks, you know? Being silly and, and jokey It, it, it is doesn't fun. always suck. Yeah, that's true. But, like, it, it, <laughs> but if, it, if it's not broken up with some humor, yeah, it yeah. does suck. If you're unable to laugh about it, it sucks. Sure. But I'm all about being serious. Anyway. I'm probably more about being serious than I let on, right? But, but I think, yeah, it's, it's good to be serious, but to realize that it really is all just a fucking joke. So We're all fucking worm food, man. <laughs> so heady of you. <laughs> That is that well, is the case though. It is, it's like a very, it is a very um, self-conscious group of people, and it's, um, and and, uh, but you know what's threaded. But it is into also that? like, uh, sorry, cut you off. No, it no, is also it. an awesome group of people. Like it's, it's. it's we have our we have bad. our problems. We there is. I mean, it's not perfect, but it is. There is a lot of beauty in it. 
it is and and oh of course there's so much yeah. joy in the activity and there's there is so many amazing people that I've met through it and I'm excited that I, I want to talk to more of them yeah um, but yeah they're not perfect they have flaws that's they're, what makes they're insecure people great, babies though. we're man babies I yeah. like that a bunch of fucking man babies baby town frolics look at what I do it's never good enough. Yeah, you know, I'd never, like, say any, any of this stuff to insinuate um, we would be so much better if we just didn't care and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, sure, a lot of those things sort of are um, akin to, to negativity. Uh, but I don't mean it like that. I mean, often, like, times when I've... Probably times when I've, I've liked... I've become closest with friends and stuff is probably when they're going through a hard time or whatever. Like, I don't know what that says about me, but... Um, but I'm definitely someone that's not like, you know, I don't need things to be perfect in order for them to, you know, for me to be able to connect or relate with them. I was going to say that the, the interesting thread that Sean said, um, in the podcast was there, yeah, there is all this insecurity or whatever the fuck it is, but it is like the mysterious question is like, why is it so unpopular? Like what? Yeah. What? It, it is like a very weird... It is an interesting cultural thing. Like, it's what an interesting a, thing who to, did this? to think like, about. What happened? Was it like... it's Every time someone tries to pinpoint it or something, it just doesn't feel like you're hitting the nail on the head. It's like yeah. it very happened mysterious. very quickly, I think, too. It, it just all of a sudden was like... You didn't get the memo? What you do is totally fucking gay. Yeah. The thing I was thinking about is, like, you've seen these this Red Bull uh, crushed ice, or cr- crushed ice, cracked ice? No. Where they, where they go down, it's like an, they're, they're oh, all yeah, ice yeah, skates. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They go down this path. They go down a mountain. And they're kind of dressed like hockey players, yeah, yeah. right? And, and the thing that strikes me is that that is perceived as being really masculine, really tough guy, really, like, um... Really, you know, like really, like, like almost like similar to hockey. I guess because they look like hockey players. Even hockey, like it's it's perceived as a very manly, legit activity. But then you put those same people on on rollerblades, which are very similar. Instead of ice, you can cruise on cement, and you take the hockey stick out of their hand, and suddenly it's just totally different. There's nothing. It's not. It's not manly. It's not. For sort of figure skate-ish and it's akin to yeah. that. like it comes across as like highly sensitive looking or something too just like very very like sissy yeah yeah I don't know is that just because um, figure skating I don't know maybe oh. it, it just I think I think I think hockey and being on skates and, and, and playing this game of hockey there's a really there's a there's like a, a purpose with it and and it's and it's um, attached to like think uh, physical strength and and even fighting and and, and hitting each other yeah, yeah. and it, it's like this really violent sport so it's it's got this cult this culture like it's it's tough like it's manly and hockey yeah uh, um, but but the the if you strip away the sport of hockey and you strip away the tough guy on the skates and you just Think about what it's like to put on skates or to put on ice skates or rollerblades. Yeah. For most people, they just look really awkward when they're just like skating. 
Yeah. Even, I mean, and a lot even, of rollerblades even people are designed that, in a very... Even people that are good on them, yeah. in a certain way, it's this, it's this weird movement. It's this weird movement where you're not walking, you're not running. It's, it's... I almost think, like, the movement of skating is just very alien, and it just makes people kind of uncomfortable. It's just... It's, it's very foreign. It to looks what very normal, like, like it's a little futuristic too. In a like very, a, in a very, like in a weird sort of it's uncomfortable so way. Like, fuck yeah! And it kind of it lo- it reminds me of like the sort of the guy that rollerblading is like the Segway scooter. It's like it's it is it's quite brilliant, but you look like a loser when you do it in the eyes of a lot of people. I think yet yeah, that the, the look the Look of gliding across the ground and stuff, and you're, you know, people are uncomfortable with it. Your athletic shorts and your, like, Adidas shirt that's tucked into those shorts. There's like, something people don't like, man. Yeah, people just don't like it, and 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 there and then that that essence isn't in skateboarding. It's not in biking. Ooh, it isn't because no. people aren't uncomfortable with the movements of skateboarding. It's like it's like it's a it's a it's it's just different. There's something there that people are cool with. Like it's not it doesn't strike them as being uh, like gay. It doesn't make people uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like oh, there's it a person about, on uh, a skateboard. When it's rollerblades, it's like there's a rollerblader. It's like a different entity. It's like this alien movement. It is. Uh, you had like some really good things that you said there. It, it is. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> well, absolutely. Um, <laughs> When you are on rollerblades, it, it doesn't... It, I mean, when you're on skateboarding... I w- okay, I kept thinking that with skateboarding, um, it isn't that tough guy. Even though you have to be tough to take falls and stuff, it's the same on rollerblades. You have to be a tough guy at points yeah. to, to get hurt, right? It is dangerous. But um, skateboarding as well is is, is sort of art house. Like, it, it is a bit like... Um, like going to um, art school for for post secondary or something. It's not, and it doesn't it doesn't go in the the same direction that um, that something like hockey does, right? Like you you spoke about hockey for a second, and and hockey has all these elements of like hitting and um, a very absolute idea of winning and being tough and fighting. And whether people like it or not, it's human nature that we want all those things in a very visible like a, a very hard way to cover up right yeah so um and like it even comes down to like girls and stuff they like when guys are sort of like tough guys they like yeah. when guys are sort of like a bit of a badass or like they you know they don't give a shit what the other people think girls like sometimes secretly like if like if you know if a guy really stands up for them and they like be, beat someone else up or whatever even though they would never advocate that generally they they like it and a whole yeah. fucking crowd like twenty thousand people will stand up and start you know like they'll get right up on their feet and they'll start cheering when someone's punching someone else in the face on, on the yeah. ice right like it's it's like kind of brutish right yeah. um and then you look at something like rollerblading and skateboarding and skateboarding is arty and kind of it it it's sort of more like a it's like that uh, it probably has more um, honesty involved with it in some respects, but it's like the things you don't want to admit about yourself. 
Like, that's what, like... The thing that struck me, sorry, as you, as you said that, was you were talking about the, the violence in hockey and how people just love it. Yeah. And I think, in a way, there is a vision in, in... Or, yeah, a vision in people's heads of people beating people with skateboards. I think skateboards, whether... Pe- yeah, <laughs> in a way, in a way, skateboards are a symbol of violence. I think a lot of people can reference a memory of watching someone hit, like, a security guard with a skateboard. Right. And it's almost like that has earned skateboarding a certain image of toughness mm. that roll blades don't have. You, you just you don't see someone hitting someone with a pair of roll blade, roller right. blades. You see the rollerblader getting hit with a skateboard. Just that's the cultural visual reference of it. So it's almost like it's almost like having some violence attached to it earns it some credibility. Yeah. We, we just hit our balls on rails. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. Which is never an attractive quality. They, um, skateboarding's like the band that not everyone um, is... Like, they're not the biggest band in the world, but they're if you're going to go into the alternative music scene or whatever, they're like some, a band that someone knows about, at least. Like, a lot of people know about and are, like, kind of fine with. They're like the Foo Fighters or something, right? <laughs> like, skateboarding is like the Foo Fighters. They're kind of hip, they're arty in a way, but they're like... We're not the Foo Fighters. But rollerblading is, like, is kind of, like, we're, sissy. We're, we're, we're wide like, mouth Mason. Yeah, no. <laughs> rollerbladers are, like... People are going to fucking hate me for this, but they're, like... We're, like... Um, we have the same, like, feelings going on as, like, snow patrol or like cold play like it's like <laughs> really sort of like like kind of this like we're not really we're, really we're we want to be yeah overly sensitive we want to be like um like really cool and careless but we're we fucking care way too much yeah. listen to us it is our what we do is actually like really fucking beautiful and epic and cool but but it's covered in a sheen of kind of like try hardness and and sort of yeah. um, and sort of uh, element of almost like uh, I guess since it is akin to some some like ice dancing if you will it, it like kind of feminine in some yeah. respects right yeah. skateboarding is just not like that you know it's it's just more like rock and roll yeah it's more rock and roll and rollerblading is is. It always sounds like it's a bunch of bullshit when we try to sell it like it's rock and roll or like when we try yes. to sell it like it's hip hop. Maybe it's closer to hip hop because it's sort of like breakdancing in some ways, but um, it's it's sensitive and like and it, and it can and be it, rock. It can be rock. It's an acquired taste, but it's definitely not. It's not <laughs> a fucking hip band. The fact of the matter is, fucking everyone just some needs to do what metaphors. For me. People just need to do what makes them happy. Yeah, whatever it comes down to it. People right? need to find something that turns them on in general, that just gets them excited about life. For me, rollblading's been amazing. It's given me a lot of inspiration. And it's been a tool to do a lot of things, not even re- like this isn't really directly related to rollblading. We're talking about rollblading, we're yeah, droning on and on about it. But rollblading has opened this door to like have a podcast. Yeah. Or, um. Yeah, or, like it's gotten me into filming, and it's it's gotten me into like I've learned a lot about web development through rollerblading, and I've learned I've I'm, I'm talking I'm talking more like it it, it it has given me a lot of inspiration to just push in a lot of different ways. 
Yeah. And anything that can give someone that is a good thing. Like, because it, it's a gift to just be really inspired to do shit. Not everyone has that. It is. It is. Um, I was at breakfast with Travis Nabe a few days back, and he's, he said stuff that I, I mean, it was familiar with, and I, I knew, but sometimes you just need a kick in the ass with things. And he, he was saying to me, um, he was like, I described my day and how was like, I didn't feel like very inspired recently, and I'm like, and I just don't feel like I have any time to do shit. And I was kind of like doing the traditional Brian like whiny Wine. shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you picked it right out. You're like whiny Brian. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but he said, you just need to do something in your day, like one thing that you look forward to doing. Like you need to constantly be, if you're a creative person, you need to constantly be creating and putting shit out there and like yeah. doing something, you know, like go, keep go, if you're not, rolling. even if you're not good at it, like keep doing it until you get a bit better, right? Yeah. Like constantly be um, making and creating and trying to do stuff that connects to having fun like and it and 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 being happy and um it sounds so obvious but i think i know for like myself i don't i think i i constantly connect my life with like paying dues and trying to meet some sort of objective before i go have the like silly fun and it's bullshit because if you make your life way too much about um about meeting some objective or like um, ch- ticking the boxes, um, you don't go out at night to go meet your friends, and you don't yeah. go skating when you're tired, and you probably shouldn't, but you fucking should because that stuff becomes not important. Yeah, and it's if... and it's becomes not important in a way that yeah, it's not important. It's more important that I get the sleep to go to work tomorrow or something because that yeah. actually pays my rent, but it's so fucking important in terms of just like having a sense of balance and purpose and fulfillment in life again the last few days i've been like out and going out and meeting people and meeting my friends like later on the evening and and there probably would have been a point where i might have just felt like oh i'm really fucking tired today i'm not gonna go meet todd i'm just gonna stay at home or do x y and z right yeah and it's not like my life would have been considerably shitty if i wouldn't have come out but I also wouldn't have, like, put myself out there to do things that maybe I don't do as often. Like, I don't podcast every day. And I certainly don't play squash or something every day. Yeah. And I think that's, like, that's a huge part of life. It's just, it's obvious, but you got to surround yourself with things that are good for you. Yeah. And skating is tremendously good for me. And that's why I've been doing it for as long as I want. And I can frame it and cover it with as many different characteristics and traits and pieces of personality and quotes and people and, and experiences I want, but when it comes down to it, it's it's a sense of happiness that, it's, yeah. that it gives me. Yeah. And it doesn't matter about its, uh, what is it, hedonic... Adaptation. Adaptation. It's the, that's a moot point. It it can have as much hedonic adaptation as it has it fucking needs now we, yeah. because it's interesting and fun talking on, on a podcast. Yeah. Rather uh, than doing uh, something a, else. A part of me sometimes is like, oh, we shouldn't drone on and on and on about role budding. But it is awesome that we can. It is awesome that through that conversation, there's there's a lot that we can 
discover. Like you can use role playing kind of as a as a basis. Not even that we are like we're not we're not purposely talking about role playing. I don't feel like oh we're doing this rollerblading podcast we have to talk about rollerblading that's just what we were talking about it's not like we're forcing ourselves to talk about rollerblading you know Um, we didn't really talk just about rollerblading this whole time and we never really do we're just talking about (laughs) fucking being alive basically that's all I love the I love the complicated the complicated nature of skating that you there is so many different ways that you can look at it and there's so many there's good things and bad things and and weird, weird cultural observations to be made, and the activity itself. There's, there, like, it really. I fuck. This is. <laughs> Let me blow your mind, Todd. Though. Okay. I don't think it's the complicated. This has been my point the whole time, and I just, I can't ever be concise about shit. I don't think it's the complicated nature of skating. I think it's the complicated nature of you. I think that skating is very straightforward in some respects. I think it can you be. make it complicated it, and more interesting for you. Right. That goes for everything, though. Yes. Everything is seen through a person. Every, every, everything that you experience is filtered through yeah. who you are. You perceive, like, you know, like, ah, this is making me crazy feel crazy but like like you need to go to bed <laughs> you need to go to sleep you're gonna make yourself crazy every everything is in the eye of the beholder everything is experienced like it's not like it's not like I am pretty tired I, it's I've been, yeah we'll drop it in a sec but you were gonna say yes uh, that's it that's how you no, want to no, end uh, it I am pretty <laughs> tired I was just struggling to find my words so I was justifying the fact that that I was making no sense. But I guess what I was saying was, yeah, everything is what you make it. Everything is how you look at it. Everything is how you perceive it. You can perceive anything as boring. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, rocket ships? Boring. Yeah. The moon floating around the earth? When's it going to stop? Boring. boring. Anything can be boring. Anything can be really exciting if you extract the excitement from it, if you look at it in a way that excites you. And that takes effort. It takes effort to... It does. It takes effort to constantly be excited because we're programmed to get accustomed to things and get bored. I'm riding the SkyTrain. It's flying at, at 80K and I'm packed on here with a whole bunch of people looking at iPhones. Boring. You know, like, anything really can... Like, you know, it is what you make it. You can extract interesting ideas from or inspiration from really anything i can hear it in your voice though like that you try hard to to extract to, to extract the excitement out of things i feel obligated I, to i think which is weird. isn't there isn't it um i i find that um do you, do you ever have people tell you like you should just be um like be grateful for what you have when that thing you did earlier, that was amazing when you did that, Todd. It's like you might not have noticed at the time or whatever. Um, I always find it really weird when I don't just feel something so I know to me it's real and someone has to tell me that I should be happy about it. Like, Brian, you did so much in 2011, like, that you should be so happy and proud about it. And then I'll think about it and I'll be like, fuck, I don't, I didn't feel like that when it was happening. And in, in a way, I connect that to being, um, like, genuine, you know? 
like, well, I, I, if something makes me happy, I will feel happy. If something yeah. makes me feel sad, I'll feel sad about it. Yeah. I'm not, you can't tell me to be happy about the sad thing. You know? It's funny when, when, when someone is unhappy, telling them that, telling them that they can choose to be happy about it yeah. is just the most annoying thing. Oh, but, yeah. But it is the truth. It's the truth. That's the fucked up thing. Yeah. But you don't want to hear it. When you're unhappy and you feel justified in being unhappy, you, you, no, I can't just choose to be happy. This has happened to me and yeah. it's horrible. I can't just snap out of it. Like, I feel this way and I should feel this way. <laughs> but the truth is you can really choose to, to view something positive. There's so, we have access to so much information. We have, the, even if you have the shittiest life, even if you have no legs, no money. The first thing you went towards <laughs> was no legs. But I mean, roll of what I'm saying, you can be in a pretty fucked up position and still find joy. Mm, easy know? for us to say. Yeah. Living the Dude can't roll our lives. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel obligated to be happy. I feel obligated to to appreciate life in 2012 because it is really amazing. And if you're unhappy, really find a way to make yourself happy because there, there's so many options. We're living in this amazing... We Okay, we are living in this amazing time. We have iPhones in our pocket. We and, and we take that shit for granted, but human beings have never had shit like that. We... We live in this really beautiful world that we should be grateful for. And if we aren't grateful for it, we're just spoiled brats. Like, I think... In comparison to someone else, though. Sorry? In comparison to someone else. Well... Because then you're basically labeling almost the... Maybe it's true, but the entire city is essentially... Entire North America is almost spoiled brats. In a way, yeah, they are. Uh, you know, Somalia or something, right? Yeah. Um, You've got all, you've got all these toys, all these devices that have taken years and years of human effort and thought and imagination to bring about uh and, and, and it's just become just boring. Yeah. Isn't it? Okay. I was walking around with, I, I hopefully I haven't said this before on here, but. Um, I was walking around today in the sun and I had my iPhone out as I usually do, right? And. I was uh, taking a picture of something and I was like fixing the picture on the phone with some editing tools and it was like I shot it in like high def basically I shot it in it was really nice looking and um, or as nice looking for a phone and um, and then I started uh, I got inspired so I wanted to just take some footage of uh, the seawall and the water and stuff and then make a video edit out of it. And I did it all on my phone. All on your phone. Um, and then that whole time I was receiving texts and I was connected to the internet and like Facebook alerts were popping up and I had the option to, li- and I was listening to all my music while I was doing it, like thousands of that's, songs. That's amazing. Um, like a feed of news was populating inside little programs the whole time and telling me exactly what everyone thought about things that just happened like two seconds ago to them and all these things were interconnected by like new social network platforms um and it fit in my hand in your hand in my fucking hand is like all of that that is mind-blowing but it's totally totally 
um, expected now. So it's yeah, not boring. interesting. It's boring. Or the thing is, it 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 can it it can be boring yes. depending on how it's perceived, and it's it's typical for it to become boring. But I think anyone can remind you need to remind yourself mm. how amazing the the world around you is. Do you find this takes effort for you on a day to day? Yeah, it like, requires does it take effort, effort and for you to not be to not go to a bad place. Um, or are you uh, no, I don't really always happy, and you always find excitement in things. No, 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 I'm not always happy. I I get miserable just like everyone else, but I just try really hard to focus on the good. I almost I do. This is weird, but I do almost feel guilty when I'm unhappy because I feel like. I do feel like it's a responsibility to, you can choose to be happy. You can, you can choose your state of mind. You're responsible too. Responsibility, the idea behind responsibility, it comes with being accountable towards generally someone or something. So what are you being irresponsible to if you're unhappy? What, what, what's the repercussion of it? Um, I know that, I know that, um, being happy works for me. Like if I'm unhappy, I feel I'm totally less creative. I'm less, um, productive. Um, and I do feel a responsibility to like realize my full potential. Right. And yeah, that, like that might not mean anything in the grand scheme of things, or it might mean very little, but I just, I feel like I, I, I am obligated to contribute to this thing that's going on. Like th- this whole, this, Your it's an world. exciting time. Yeah. I feel like it's a really exciting time for human humans. And I just want to be a part of it in a, in a positive way and put out positive vibes. I, I, I just awesome. want, I, really, I agree. Me too. I want to push. Yeah. I just am most fascinated by people's, where people are at their opinion about things yeah you look so tired i didn't get a lot of sleep over the last few days yeah me either uh, one hour 17 minutes you want to just cut it short sure yeah yeah cool. we can cut it short yeah i should go to bed we I've... we dug deep we we it was like two birds one stone i kind of thought we might not even podcast tonight yeah. or we might not do one of them so we did both of them yeah squash i gotta to talk to your wife a little bit yeah I got fed. Yeah. Thank you for that. I drank some magic tea. Nice. It was yeah, great. It was a good podcast. Yeah. It's but, fun talking to you. It always goes to Yeah, it's always interesting I, places. What it reminded me of like the last thing I'll say is there's such a different vibe that goes on. Like I was listening to these people that you had on the last few days and I was listening to, to Joey and yourself and and specifically in the last few days it's like um these people that would I don't normally hear speak, you know, especially to a friend of mine. And I thought, well, God, they just, they handle themselves in such a different way. Is this like, is this what I should be aspiring to, to like sound like this or look like this or be this concise or um, have like a just constant positive opinions about everything or, you know, be really measured. Like, like it, it's, it's all a chess mass, uh, chess, um, game of, you know, uh, <laughs> making sure, like, I come across a certain way. Not that Chris Haffey or anything does that. I just mean that for me to do that, I would have to do that, you know? 
And, uh, and then we have a talk and I notice like, well, no, nah, it's just the only thing anyone can really ever be is just like themselves. So un- unfortunately, right? <laughs> unfortunately well, uh, for now, yeah, for actually, the next but, few well, years actually, at least. Fucking for, fortunately, because <laughs> we're both pretty great. Um, but it made, it makes me realize that like, you know, it, people are like tremendously different and you can't yeah. really take yourself and, and we can't recreate something that, you know, we would never talk about. It's all dynamics and stuff. And then this dynamic is about to come to a close. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On that note, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do it again soon. For sure. Thanks for coming, Brian. You don't seem like the type of person that would have a uh, four number key lock on your phone. It just seemed like a good idea. If you just but I might take that off because it is kind of a pain in the ass to, ty- to, yeah. to type it in. I wouldn't time. have thought, like, what are you protecting in there? I don't know. That's so exciting. I guess, uh, like, I thought people would, like, take in, like, posts on, like, Facebook or, t- or Twitter or something. And if they did? Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. No. Um, also, like, if I lose it? I don't know. It seemed like I, I think it seems like a good idea. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah.